Support for WRFA is brought to you by Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union. As a local community resource, Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union is committed to providing its members with the professional financial services they have come to expect. Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union provides credit union membership to people who live, work, worship, attend school, do business, and any other entities within Chautauqua County. For more information, including how to become a member, call or text 716-665-7000 or visit them on the web at 665-7000.com. Well, thank you guys for joining us this week. Uh, This week I wanted to lead with uh, some efforts that we have engaged in in regards to reestablishing and replenishing uh, the Restaurant Revitalization Fund. Uh, this is the fund under COVID relief uh, that goes directly to our restaurants uh, that are still struggling uh, to get back on their feet to a large degree. Uh, we, over the last week, uh, have uh, co-sponsored legislation, signed on to a letter uh, with Earl Blumenauer on the other side of the aisle to send a bipartisan message uh, with 300-plus members uh, supporting uh, efforts uh, to take care of our res- restaurants in the next COVID relief package. Uh, the, uh, this uh, $60 billion of additional funds that we're asking for uh, is designed to go to those restaurants uh, that just are still struggling uh, as they come through COVID and the lights are turned back on, uh, having the difficulty of obtaining a workforce, uh, dif- difficulty in getting supplies, and uh, we're potentially um, disqualified uh, during the first funding sources for either being late or just not being aware of the resources that are out there. So what we're trying to do is listen uh, to the call of those restaurant owners that are struggling still as a result of COVID. And with 300 plus bipartisan members coming together, I think we're in a good position as this next COVID relief package, if and when it gets signed into law, uh, we'll have additional resources for our restaurants. So We just want to send a message to our restaurant owners and to the workers in our restaurant industry uh, that we hear their pain, that we hear their struggles. As we go through uh, the closing chapter of COVID, let's hope, and I believe that's where we are, uh, that we listen to that situation for our restaurant tiers and workers and respond to it as as quick and as effectively as we possibly can. So why don't we uh, then open it up to questions, uh, Frank, and we will... uh, uh, go from there. Okay, we'll start with Brian O'Neill, WLEA. Hello, Congressman. Good morning, Brian. Well, uh, there's an event coming up at the Vietnam Veterans Remembrance and Outreach event, March 30th, noon to 6th at the Bath American Legion. Wonder if you had any thoughts there. Oh, uh, we do. I appreciate the question, uh, uh, Brian. Yes, so we are aware of that event. Uh, at the VA, and uh, when it comes to our Vietnam veterans in particular, uh, we can never forget. Uh, we can never forget, one, their service that they and their families did uh, for all of us during the, or the Vietnam War and the risk and death uh, that many of them uh, suffered and their families suffered uh, as a result of that war. Uh, but we also cannot forget how they were treated. Uh, the Vietnam vet, uh, when they came back uh, from war, uh, were uh, wrongfully accused of so many wrongdoings and they should have been held as heroes and embraced, and at least now at this point in time, hopefully this event uh, in, on March 30th at the VA will send a signal to those Vietnam vets that uh, we embrace them and we thank them for their service always. Thank you. Next, we'll go to Dave from WDOE. 
Well, good morning, Tom. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Doing well. Hopefully you're doing well as as well. <laughs> Wanted to get your just a little bit more on the topic this morning concerning restaurants. Are you hearing from restaurants and taverns in the 23rd District about this issue? We are, uh, and it's a complex of not only COVID-related uh, issues, but it's the post-COVID economy uh, with workers uh, and the shortages of workers uh, that is uh, uh, causing uh, an exacerbation of this problem. And um, to me, they're all related. Uh, they're all uh, connected. And that's why there's $60 billion of aid that uh, hopefully we can get into this package of relief. Now, we'll go to heal uh, that situation that our restauranteurs who have taken to a large degree, a lot of them have put it all on the line. Uh, this is their uh, life work. Uh, this is their life investment. And um, and they potentially face the loss of that investment uh, as many have already gone bankrupt. We just don't want any more to go bankrupt in the future. Now, do you have enough support? Do you feel you can get this uh, funding bill approved? I, I do. I mean, with 300-plus members now signing on, uh, support of this effort. Uh, that's a huge bipartisan uh, voice in the House of Representatives, and I think reflected in the in the Senate uh, that there's there's a voice there that needs to be heard as we go forward with it. Remember, uh, we as members represent uh, this industry across all spectrums uh, of the United States of America. Uh, they are the economic backbone uh, in a lot of our uh, communities. Uh, they are the major employers to a lot of our communities. Uh, when you put them all together, and I'll just tell you, it's it's something uh, that we need to respect and uh, take care of as we go forward. Okay, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. Next, we'll go to Terry Frank, Media One Radio Group. Yes, good morning, Tom. Hey, good morning, Terry. Uh, I had a follow-up on the uh, post-COVID package you talked about also. Um, the $60 billion, is that all for restaurants, or is there money to replenish the testing and supplies and such that we were short on when Omicron broke out? Yeah, so what uh, what we're focusing on today is the restaurant piece of it, and that's the request for $60 billion additional uh, relief. Now, obviously, as to how we fine-tune that package, how it's negotiated out, is going to include other areas, uh, but today I just wanted to highlight the efforts specifically on restaurants. And uh, in, we are hearing uh, potential uh, shortages, uh, as we've heard throughout COVID. And I would imagine, and I can't imagine, a bill that wouldn't have additional resources for testing, uh, PPE, and other uh, materials and equipment that are necessary to complete uh, the defense to the COVID situation. All right. Very good. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. And now, Julia from WRFA News. Mute off. Good morning, Congressman. Good morning. Uh, staying on the same topic, uh, was looking at it. So if uh, this $60 billion, is, you mentioned that this has great support. Is this going to be a separate item voted on from this COVID relief package, or will it have to go all together into one in order to be approved? I believe it will have to be um, part of the larger uh, COVID package. And uh, obviously what we have staked out here is one line uh, specifically targeting uh, restaurants and that industry. Um, but uh, the whole package is going to include other items beyond just restaurants. 
And where exactly are you are in the process? There are other things being discussed, as you mentioned to Terry just now. Uh, but where are we in the process? How far away are we from seeing a larger package being passed? Yeah, that's why we wanted to stake out this ground in particular uh, this week, because uh, the negotiations are ongoing as we speak. Um, I wish I had a crystal ball that would guarantee you a time frame uh, that would uh, say this is when it will get done by. Uh, but just uh, that that can't be done at this point in time because it's still foggy. Um, but because there's negotiations going on on the whole COVID relief package, uh, we want to make sure that restauranteurs know in our district uh, that we hear them and we're standing with them and we're going to fight uh, as hard as possible to get it included in this package that uh, likely will get taken care of in the near future. Thank you, Congressman. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. You have been muted to unmute yourself. Okay, now Gregory from the Observer. Hi, Tom. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, Gregory. Good. good. Um, Real quick, uh, changing topics. Uh, Last week, Cummins Engine announced it was suspending all operations in Russia. I want to know your thoughts about that. Do you feel other businesses should be suspending operations? Should all businesses? Or if not, which businesses should continue operations in Russia? Yeah, and I, I applaud uh, that decision uh, by Cummins, and we met with uh, the executives at McDonald's, for example, here recently, um, and we applaud their decision um, to send the message to Russia that this aggression uh, cannot stand, and not only do they face the public sanctions coming from the United States and our allies that have united on that front, uh, the private uh, world and corporate America are, are also standing with us to send the message to Russia, this has to end, this has to Uh, come to a peaceful conclusion sooner rather than later. And so uh, hopefully all other private entities that have not made that decision uh, will join with us and stand in unison to send that message to Putin. Are there any businesses you feel like should continue to stay in Russia? You know, I don't see any um, that, uh, um, given the killing of women and children and the humanitarian crisis that is being created by Putin, and the death and destruction uh, that they are doing to innocent people. Um, I just think um, I, I'm not aware of any business uh, that would get my support to stay in operation with the, with Russia. Then should they be required to suspend operations? Well, you know, that's obviously something you know, we in America respect uh, private uh, uh, property. Uh, we respect the ownership uh, structures of the private system. Um, and so it's very tough to nationalize and say in America that we're going to force private industry by government fiat at Washington, D.C. Uh, to do this. Uh, we are going to control what we can at the federal level. And from a government perspective, we have taken actions on those sanctions, on what we control in the public domain. And I'm just glad to see that the private sector of America is standing uh, to a large degree, if not united, with us in that message to Putin. This is unacceptable. Thank you. Thank you. Now we'll go to Tom from WSKG. Hi, Congressman. Hello. Uh, I wanted to talk uh, about the the restaurant thing again. So um, is this going to be um, grants or loans? And um, does there have to be – is the restaurant going to have to show, like, a COVID-related hardship um, in order to apply, get some of those funds? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, it, it's, a, it's, it's exactly a replenishment of the restaurant uh, aid uh, lines that existed um, that have been uh, expended. 
Um, so you would have to show uh, the damage uh, from COVID. You would have to show uh, the need uh, for this relief. Uh, and that program has already been uh, established under the prior COVID relief packages. This is a replenishment uh, of those dollars. And what we're requesting is $60 billion, which we estimate uh, will cover uh, those that remain in a damaged position as a result of COVID in the restaurant industry. Okay, got it. Um, do you know like how much of that would go to the Southern Tier or any guesses about that? I, I, yeah, I don't have that off the, the top of my head. It's, yeah, uh, that's okay. Yeah, it, I mean, to, to, to quantify that off the top of my head, it would be, I, I don't have a good yeah. number for you on that. But, it, but it's okay. a significant loss. I mean, you know, it's definitely a significant loss in the 23rd, as you know. A lot of our restaurants are truly those ones that we're really sensitive to. Uh, these are the mom and pop shops. These are the uh, local re- diners, the local restaurants uh, uh, that have been owned by, um, you know, one or two people, a family uh, business. Uh, that's kind of the backbone of not only in our district, but across America when it comes to the restaurant industry. And that, that's where we're trying to really target the relief and, and provide the relief to those that ha- have struggled so mightily through COVID. Great. Um, And I just want to switch gears real quick. One thing that is ongoing is this um, lawsuit filed by Republicans um, challenging the districts um, that, that, uh, you know, the state Democrats uh, came up with. Um, I wanted to get your your thoughts on that. Um, I wanted to know if you have have recalculated your political future at all, or if you see um, yourself endorsing Claudia Tenney come uh, November? Yeah. So it is clear to me that this lawsuit um, is based on the fact that Democrats, in a hypocritical fashion, gerrymandered the districts in New York uh, to remove four Republicans from the House of Representatives. Um, There's no doubt in my mind and upon what I see with these maps, uh, Democrats use the power of gerrymandering and one-party control, which is Democratic control in Albany, to achieve the political outcome uh, to try to protect Nancy Pelosi as Speaker of the House uh, in the next term. Um, that is, in my opinion, illegal. It's wrong. The American people reject uh, partisan uh, gerrymandering, and and uh, and uh, so I, I stand with them uh, that say gerrymandering as I stood on the U.S. Supreme Court steps and said gerrymandering uh, needed to stop um, when the case was heard before the Supreme Court. And, um, and as to the future, you know, I, I believe Claudia Tenney is uh, making the rounds. She's doing her due diligence. And now that it appears Joe Sempolinski, the candidate I've endorsed, uh, is going to uh, withdraw his candidacy as these maps become a reality, uh, I, I believe Claudia is doing what she needs and having worked with her, uh, I think she's going to be the next member uh, representing uh, this area in Congress, um, as well as there's pieces of it that are going to be um, represented by some other folks. Uh, I'm thinking of the Ithaca area, which is an open seat. Uh, but that being said, um, I wish her well, and I do support uh, making sure that this is uh, retained in a Republican-held uh, position, because that's what uh, the voice of the 23rd to its heart uh, is really um, represented in regards to the people that are making up the district. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, our final question goes to Rick Miller from the Olean Times. Good morning, Congressman. Hey, good morning, Rick. Go Bonnies. Hey, man, I agree with you. <laughs> Go Bonnies. 
Say, uh, Congressman, what about what do you hear about Siemens and Olean? What what's what do you hear? Anything going on? You know, we've been following it just like you, Rick, and others in the community. Met with the mayor here a few weeks ago personally, uh, talking to the folks at Siemens. They've gotten close on a deal, uh, but then uh, the, um, uh, the the two parties have uh, separated. Um, so we are anxiously continuing to show support for Siemens that if they have these suitors that are in a position to buy uh, that facility, and uh, we are continuing to be a resource for them uh, behind the scenes uh, to say we're with them and whatever it can take to keep that facility up, running, and these potential suitors, the one in particular that is very close, uh, hopefully we can close the deal here in, near, in, in the very near future. How many jobs might, might we be looking at with this suitor? Well, it's uh, premature to talk about that publicly. Okay, um, okay. Let's get, the, let's, let's get the deal done, and then uh, let's all celebrate. Uh, hopefully good news uh, when that deal is uh, closed. Thank you. Yep, thanks, Rick. All right, Tom, that does it for today. All right, I appreciate it, everybody, and you have a good week, and we will uh, talk to you next week. Take care now.